Welcome to the Wayfinding Podcast, the show that helps you move from surviving to thriving at work and in life. I'm your host and coach, Lauren Malik. In this episode of the Wayfinding Podcast, I'm going to talk about a book that I'm currently obsessed with, introduce you to the author's concept of micro-motivations, and give you an exercise to help you use that concept to find the right fit in your career. I also wanted to mention that this is the final episode of Season 1 of the Wayfinding Podcast. I'm going to create a bunch of new episodes and launch Season 2 in the next month or so. Thanks for sticking with me. Let's get started. Okay, so I'm currently obsessed with this book called Dark Horse, Achieving Success Through the Pursuit of Fulfillment by Harvard researchers Todd Rose and Ogi Ogas. I'll read you the overview, and I think you'll understand why I'm so obsessed. Then, I'll teach you about one of the elements they uncover during their research that can help you make choices to guide you to passion, purpose, and achievement in your career. First, here's what the book is about. For generations, we've been stuck with a cookie-cutter mold for success that requires us to be the same as everyone else, only better. This standard formula works for some people, but leaves most of us feeling disengaged and frustrated. As much as we might dislike the standard formula, it seems like there's no other practical path to financial security and a fulfilling life. But what if there is? In the Dark Horse Project at the Harvard Graduate School of Education, best-selling author and acclaimed thought leader Todd Rose and neuroscientist Ogi Ogas studied women and men who achieved impressive success even though nobody saw them coming. Dark horses blaze their own trail to a life of happiness and prosperity. Yet what is so remarkable is that hidden inside their seemingly one-of-a-kind journeys are practical principles for achieving success that work for anyone, no matter who you are or what you hope to achieve. This mold-breaking approach doesn't depend on your SAT scores, who you know, or how much money you have. The secret is a mindset that can be expressed in plain English. Harness your individuality in the pursuit of fulfillment to achieve excellence. In the book Dark Horse, Rose and Ogas show how the four elements of a dark horse mindset empower you to consistently make the right choices that fit your unique interests, abilities, and circumstances and will guide you to a life of passion, purpose, and achievement. Today, I'm going to share one of those elements with you. This element is called micro-motivations. I'll start with a personal story. In 1997, my friend Alana, my sister Sabrina, and I, along with our parents, took a trip to the west coast of Canada from Ontario. We were on the cusp of applying to universities, and we were going to check out a few of the schools in British Columbia. We were snowboarders, pot smokers, and suburban hippies. The mountains made perfect sense in our minds. I imagined myself snowboarding on the weekends, living in tune with nature, and eating vegetarian soups in a small cafe. 
But when we actually got out there, we realized that the mountains weren't really what we wanted. I gazed at their majestic nature, and all I felt was an incredible sense of loneliness. Yes, they were far from home, but there was also much lacking that I realized I wanted. As soon as we got back from that trip, I applied to McGill University in Montreal and crossed my fingers that I would get in. Upon reflection, I wanted to be a city person. The dynamism, density, and possibilities of living in a city excited me. I was lucky to land in Montreal, and though I still love being immersed in nature, I've been a city person ever since. Also, my desire to remain closer to home and my family came up again in another big choice I made later in life. In their book, The Dark Horse, that moment of realization can be called a micro-motivation. Micro-motivations help you identify what you really want. Here's what they say in the book. Your motives comprise the emotional core of your individuality. What you desire and what you do not desire defines who you are in a unique and deeply personal manner. When you engage in activities that are congruent with your true yearnings and aspirations, your true motives, your journey will be compelling and satisfying. If you misjudge or ignore your motives, your progress will be plodding and dreary. When you tap into your unique motives, you will feel a sense of meaning, completeness, and authenticity. Micro-motivations can help you understand the details of your interests and desires so that you can recognize and embrace opportunities that suit your authentic self. That said, we've been taught to ignore our personal desires, give up art school for law school because it's more practical. So after many years, we can lose touch with what we really want. Getting in tune with your micro-motivations can be the key to finding the best fit for yourself in your career. And micro-motivations can be gleaned from both your professional choices as well as your personal ones. The best way to think about micro-motivations are that they are the small choices that you have made along the way when you were in line with what you truly wanted. For instance, that moment where I chose the city over the mountains would become a recurring motivation in my life. It encompassed the desire to be around people and ideas, the desire to live in a highly dense environment where ideas and conversations thrive. In addition, my desire to not stray too far from my family would reoccur years later when David asked me to move to New York City with him. Despite loving that city and that place, I could not get comfortable or excited about leaving my family in Toronto. Like what you're hearing on the podcast? Please forward it to a friend who might be struggling with a career decision and leave me a review wherever you stream podcasts. Okay, so now that you have a basic understanding of what micro-motivations are, we're going to do an exercise to help you examine your past decisions and determine what your micro-motivations might have been. Then, you can use them as clues as to what might be the best fit for you going forward. 
you might want to grab a pen and paper for this episode because I'm going to ask a bunch of questions. Of course, you can always listen through and come back to the episode later. And I will share a downloadable exercise for you that will have all the questions and the exercise explained within it. Okay, truth time. I've never done this activity before. So yeah, you're my guinea pig. If you end up doing the exercise, please let me know how it went and what you uncovered. If it helps you understand your micro motivations, drop me an email to info at L-A-U-R-E-N-M-A-L-A-C-H coaching.com. That's info at laurenmalikcoaching.com and share your insights. As mentioned, I'm going to put a copy of the exercise along with the questions in the free tools area of the resources section on my website. You can grab it there if you want to try it out. And you can find all that at laurenmalikcoaching.com. Okay, now for the exercise. In this exercise, you're going to plot some of the small but significant moments in your life where you made choices around highly personal preferences, interests, or desires. Then we're going to zoom out and reflect on those to see if we can extract your micro motivations. Imagine a line drawn horizontally across a page. This line represents your life's timeline from high school until now. If you're like me, you might need a big piece of paper. I'm just kidding. I want you to map a variety of decision points along this timeline, but specifically, I want you to pinpoint choices that were made by you rather than by someone else. You can jot these out using just your stream of consciousness for five minutes, but I'll also offer some detailed prompts to get the creative juices flowing. So first I'll give you high level, and then I'll get into more detailed questions. Along the timeline, you can include choices like the people you chose to hang out with, clubs you chose to join, summer jobs or part-time jobs you had, and why you chose them, perhaps over others, subjects that captured your curiosity or classes you excelled in, schools you chose to attend, cities you chose to live in, Jobs you chose to take. Jobs you chose to leave. People you loved and people you left. Major turning points and what you learned. If that's enough for you, you can jam on that. If you think you might need a little more guidance, I'm going to break out some prompt questions for you. There's going to be a lot of questions, so I suggest you listen once and then go back and listen again if you want to write. All right. Category. People. What kind of people did you choose to hang out with? Who were your friends? If you had a boyfriend or girlfriend or love interest, what type of person were they? Were they artsy, an athlete, a star student, or a stoner? What kind of people were you attracted to way back then in your life? Next category. Subjects in school. What subjects did you enjoy? What drew you to them? Why were you passionate about them? Were you successful or not, and why? What did you learn about your personal interests and the structures that work best for you? Next category, clubs. What clubs did you join and why? If you weren't a joiner, why not? Part-time jobs. 
What were your part-time jobs or summer jobs? If you had an element of choice, what about them made you choose them? Or why did you choose them? I always chose instructional jobs. I taught swimming and skiing. I was a canoe and outdoor adventure counselor. I worked as a waitress. So interacting with people and teaching or serving were main themes for me. Next, university or college or trade school. If you chose to go to college or university, or if you chose not to, what school did you choose? What program and why? Did you choose your field of study based on your interests? If so, what called to you? Or did you choose your path for practical reasons? And if so, what spoke to you about the logic of that? More stuff about people. As a young adult, what kind of people did you choose to associate with? I always chose independent thinkers, passionate and opinionated people. I always had love interests who were outside of the box. They were musicians, writers, or other kind of creatives. I was always attracted to the outskirts rather than the mainstream. And looking back, I think this might be why I eventually chose coaching over something more established like psychotherapy. Subjects of interest. I chose to study culture and religion and how we make meaning as individuals in society. In a way, I'm still working around those questions today. What were your subjects of interest? What were the classes you took just because you were curious to learn? What kind of magazines do you read? What kind of newspapers do you read? When you have time to learn, what are the subjects that call to you or pique your curiosity? Now we're going to move on to jobs. When you graduated from university, what was your first job? Why did you take it and why did you leave it? And now you can continue to plot further down the line, pinpointing other professional and personal choices. Why did you leave one job for another? What motivated you? What were you interested in learning? And what were you happy to leave behind? Thanks again for tuning in. Stay in conversation with me in between episodes and seasons by connecting with me on social media. I can be found on LinkedIn and Instagram at the handle at L-A-U-R-E-N-M-A-L-A-C-H. Now back to the episode. Okay, now that you've plotted the choices and the many choices you made along your timeline, we're gonna zoom out, look at all the insights you gathered about your preferences and desires and try to make sense of them as a collective. Okay, so I want you, if you've been writing it down or if you've been thinking about it, I want you to kind of set the paper aside maybe for a bit, then come back to it and read over what you wrote. Here are the zoom out questions. What did you learn about yourself through this exercise? What does each decision tell you about your preferences? How did each choice impact you? What would you say your micro-motivations are? If you had to choose five, 
what would you say your micro motivations are in terms of your core preferences? All right, let's review today's episode. So today I discussed the book Dark Horse. If you're curious about it, I highly recommend you read this book. You can borrow it from your local library or buy it from an independent bookstore. I'm not going to go on a rant about why you should support independent booksellers today, maybe on another episode. We also learned about what micro-motivations are and how they can help you determine your right fit going forward. Micro-motivations are the desires that pull us forward. Knowing yours can help you craft your job and your business in alignment or in fit with yourself. Then, I shared a totally made-up exercise to help you think through the micro-motivations of your life from high school until now. All in about 20 minutes. Ba-dum-bum-ching! Yep, that's it, folks. I hope that was helpful to you. I've never shared an untested exercise on the podcast before, so I'm really curious what, if anything, it will help you unearth. Thanks for listening to the Wayfinding Podcast. Thank you for listening to season one of the podcast. I'm really excited to put together some new episodes for you. And I hope to invite people into the conversation about surviving and thriving at work and in life so that it's not only me talking at you, but we can hear some other voices as well. I'm signing off, wishing you the clarity to determine your path and the courage to follow it. Thanks, folks. Talk to you again.